Welcome to the Odessa First Assembly Podcast. I'm Tony, the Digital Ministry Manager here at OFA, and I'm excited to be with you today for our sermon series, Healing. This series is all about experiencing wholeness and restoration in our lives through the healing power of God's grace. We'll be hearing from our lead pastor, Todd Starnes, his wife, Pastor Angela Starnes, and myself as we explore topics such as does God still heal, maintaining a healthy spirit and body, and persevering in faith during times of struggle. We believe that God wants to bring healing to every area of our lives, and we're excited to see what he has in store for us through this series. So join us as we dive into scripture and discover how God's love and compassion can transform our lives and communities. Without further ado, here's today's message from our sermon series, Healing. As we jump into this, I just want to pray before we get started. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this morning and for your word. Lord, we thank you for just the work of your spirit in our our hearts and our bodies. And I pray, Lord, that uh, if through this, Lord, we, we do, we want to see some answered prayers. We want to see some, some healings and some miracles. And but I pray that today our hearts be open, ready to receive your word. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Matthew chapter 4, beginning in verses 23 and 25. It was part of that uh, sermon bumper there, but Matthew chapter 4. Verses 23 through 25, it says, Jesus traveled throughout the region of Galilee. And this kind of, you know, this is right after, you know, he was in the wilderness fasting and uh, was tempted by the enemy. And he used the word and a powerful portion of scripture. So we're picking up right after that. Jesus traveled throughout the region of Galilee, teaching in the synagogues, announcing the good news about the kingdom. And he healed every kind of disease and illness. And that's going to be pretty important in just a few moments. But listen, he healed every kind of disease and illness. News about him spread as far as Syria, and people began bringing him all who were sick. And whatever their sicknesses or disease, if, or if they were demon-possessed or epileptic or paralyzed, he healed them all. Verse 25, large crowds followed him wherever he went. People from Galilee, the ten towns of Decapolis. Um, Sometimes, I think at the end of the, in the fall, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a sermon series about that, the ten towns. Jerusalem from all over Judea and all over the east end of the Jordan. Uh, such a powerful kind of summation of the ministry of Jesus as he is walking the earth. And as I was looking at this passage, you know, I know that it was a couple of months ago, but I was really reminded on January 2nd, that Monday night, when the Buffalo Bills, DeMar Hamlin, you know, he collapsed on the field and ended up having to do CPR. And there's so many of those images of teams praying and and, and the crowds praying and, and announcers and commentators praying. And what really kind of struck me about that is, um, I mean, there was even one commentator that says, I'm going to pray in the name of Jesus and, and bowed his head and began to pray. And in that moment, you know, there was no argument about if prayer was the right thing to do. In that moment, there was no argument of separation of church and state that, by the way, the government has upside down. That's a whole nother sermon. Um, I mean, there was nothing about if God hears or, or should we pray or, I mean, I mean, let's be honest. We know that the, the cultural climate spiritually in our nation would be on the cold side. But in that moment, 
of impending tragedy, the nation knew exactly what to do from a football game. From a football game. And I know there's argument we can talk about about Hamlin after the fact and all that kind of stuff. Listen to me. It is not our job to... Listen, I, I, you know, there's are reports of healings and miracles taking place. I, years ago, I heard about one of a, of a man that was in a, in a grocery store. And this is years ago. And uh, the Lord began to speak to a young man that worked at the grocery store. He, he was like a sacker or something. And the Lord spoke to him to go pray for this guy. And, um, and it, it was obvious that he was in pain, didn't know what was wrong. And, and of course, being on the clock, he kind of battled with it. And so, but eventually he just kind of heeded the, the Holy Spirit, went over and asked this guy if he could pray for him. And he said, yeah, you can pray for me. And so he began to pray. And what happened, this guy had back surgery, had rods in his back and all kinds of stuff. And, and you know, it's just the surgery went wrong. He was in a lot of pain, was facing another surgery. And so this young man began to pray for this guy. And as he's praying, the man that he's praying for begins to feel this warmth come over his body and down his back. And to the point that this guy begins to very explicitly bad words. I mean, he, he, he was an unsaved man. He didn't know how to express what God was doing in him. Listen to me. I think too often we get into a mindset of what God can and can't do, what he will and won't do. Uh, if I pull in from what we just talked about, if the Lord builds the house, what God does is not our responsibility. What's our responsibility is to carry forth what he wants us to do and, and to go forth in his name. Let God take care of the rest of that stuff. Does that make sense? And so, yeah, you know what? Lost people can get healed. And if lost people can get healed, saved people can get healed. And so, but in this moment, we see um, that our, our nation came together, but I pulled one of those clips. I wanted to show one of those clips this morning. Maybe you saw this. I don't know, but let's, let's roll that clip. Um, football gave me everything, you know, and I think even through the midst of absolute tragedy last night, I think you saw some of the beauty of football as well, that it's brought us all here together. Um, you know, like this is a little bit different. I heard, I've heard it all day, like thoughts and prayers. And you just heard Scherf and Jonathan Allen say like, all we can do is pray for him. And, I've heard the Buffalo Bills organization say that we believe in prayer. And maybe this is not the right thing to do, but I want to, it's just on my heart that I want to pray for it is. DeMar Hamlin right, right, right now. Um, I'm going to do it out loud. I'm going to close my eyes. I'm going to bow my head, and I'm just going to pray for him. Um, God, we come to you in these moments that we don't understand, that are hard, uh, because we believe that your God and coming to you and praying to you um, has impact. We're... we're Sad, we're angry, um, and we want answers, but some things are unanswerable. We just want to pray, truly come to you, and pray for strength for Damar, for healing for Damar, for comfort for Damar, to be with his family, to give them peace. If we didn't believe that prayer didn't work, we wouldn't ask this of you, God. Um, I believe in prayer. We believe in prayer. We lift up Damar Hamlin's name in your name. Amen. 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 It's beautiful. Respectfully. Fade that clip out now. But it, I mean, it's a powerful moment of, of 
to see that in, on national TV. And, um, you know, and I, and I know that when it comes to miracles and healings, there are, there are a lot of, of ministers that are, I mean, uh, uh, that are very public and, and all, you know, national ministries even that don't represent well healing and miracles. And I get that, but that doesn't mean that God still doesn't do it, that God does do it, and it's an authentic work that God does. And there have been abuses, yes, and there have been moments what even maybe seemed like a miracle, and then maybe it was emotion, or, and it wore off, and, and something really didn't happen. But I'm going to tell you that God still does it. Are there times that maybe we should focus a little bit on actual medical evidence and provided and things of that nature? Maybe so, but listen to me. The one thing that makes a miracle a miracle is that it's a miracle, and sometimes, you know, it's like, we, we don't need all of that stuff. Sometimes just us ourselves getting touched by the power of God is the evidence. It always can't be explained. It always can't be explained. But here's what I do know. Number one is this, is that Jesus still heals. I mean, this is not going to be a very, like, just, you know, digging deep. We're just kind of, you know, just, a, just an on top layer and looking at scripture, but Jesus still heals. What I mean by that is that Jesus still heals today, right now, today. I mean, not just yesterday, not just a hundred years ago, not just 2000 years ago, Jesus, he heals today. The Bible tells us in Malachi that he is God and he does not change. And so if he healed in the Old Testament and he healed when Jesus walked the earth, he still heals today. The scripture also tells us in James 1, 7, in, in James 1, 17, that every good gift comes from the Father from above. And that what he does, he doesn't change. It's not about like shifting shadows. But what God did back then, God can still do today. And there is a growing movement of, of, of I, I believe, saved people, of Christian people, the core in their belief that believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross and rose from the grave at the right hand of the Father. And, and there's this growing movement of, of people that believe that God does not speak to us today. And I, I just, I don't understand that, that we don't listen to a still small voice. I'm going to tell you what, whatever, I, I do believe that God still speaks to us. And I believe that whatever he speaks to us is going to line up with God's word. And that's how we know that it's the Lord. That's the, that's the simple test about God speaking to us. And, and I, I don't know if you've ever seen these guys, but there's a pretty popular YouTube channel that are like exposing like magician's tricks. Anybody ever seen that, you know? I mean, like all of David Blaine stuff and whatever. And so they're, and it's really making a lot of these guys pretty upset because all of their tricks are getting exposed of how it's done. And if you didn't know, levitation's not real, you know, as far as magicians. Anyway, but uh, now there can be demonic stuff, but anyway, that's a whole other thing. And so, but I'm gonna tell you, there, there are people that are doing the same thing about healings and miracles that are, that are going the extra mile to try to debunk saying that God does not heal today. Don't listen to that garbage. God heals. 
And Jesus heals today. James chapter 5. Uh, we, uh, this is a very simple verse a very, uh, that, that we adhere to you know, so many times. But James chapter 5, verses 14 and 15. Are any of you sick? Do we believe God's word is for today? You should call on the elders of the church to come and pray over you. Anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. Listen. Verse 15, such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick. And the Lord will make you well. And if you have committed any sins, you'll be forgiven. I mean, we see right here, I mean, the, you know, this letter from James, that if it, that prayer is offered in faith, that the Lord will heal the sick. Now listen, I know that I, I don't understand Sometimes, why healing doesn't happen in the present. Uh, I, I, sometimes it's confusing. Sometimes it's frustrating. So, you know, we all have to process those things. There are tons of people that I've prayed for that they didn't get healed or that the door didn't open or that I didn't seem to get the answer. You know, I know I've shared this, you know, many times, but, you know, years ago when my brother-in-law... Um, was diagnosed with Lou Gehrig's disease, ALS. And, I mean, we just really believed God. I mean, we felt like we had words of knowledge and prophecies. And, I mean, listen, there, there was no other option than him being healed. And that, that night in December um, th that he, he passed away, I mean, it was like, it was such a shell shock. We're like, because it never even entered our heart and mind that that's what would happen. And in those moments, it is confusing and, and we don't understand. But I'm going to tell you, I can't base my faith on what I see. My faith is rooted in Jesus. And so if Jesus, if it's promised in God's word, I believe that's the theology does that make sense? If it is written in God's word and it's his promise, regardless if I see it in the fruition, it's still God's word. Are you following me? And so I, I, and I remember we, we had his memorial service and like 40 people got saved at his memorial service. It was so powerful. And, and we were all discouraged, just, you know, just processing everything. And of course, we were, I was on the road full time then, just traveling. And I remember the Lord speaking to me. And we were going somewhere, actually that weekend to preach. I was going to be there a Sunday morning and Sunday night. And the Lord spoke to me. In the memorial service, he said, I want you to have a healing service on Sunday night. Announce it Sunday morning. You're going to pray for the sick Sunday night. And I was, I mean, I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to reconcile it's like, Lord, I, we just believed for you, for my brother-in-law, this m godly man. And now you're going to ask me to do this? I mean, I was having a hard time with what the Lord was telling me. And so we went, and that Sunday morning I preached, and, and we announced, hey, tonight it's going to be focused on healing. I preached on healing. I mean, the, the altars were full. We prayed for everybody there. And that I know of, nobody got healed. Somebody might have, but that I know of, nobody got healed. And I kind of went out from that meeting saying, told you, God. Has he ever been there? I was like, I told you. you know. And then so God's reply to me, he spoke to my heart and said, everywhere you preach, I want you to pray for the sick. 
And I was like, God, did we not just prove something right here? And so I'm going to tell you, for 18 months as I traveled, all over Texas, all over New Mexico, Kansas, everywhere I was preaching, I, I, listen, I've been in this thing long enough, I know I better obey the Lord. And for 18 months, we prayed for the sick. And not one testimony that I know of during that 18 months. But during that 18 months, God, you know, and it started off and I was being very, you know, the Lord is so gracious because I was being real sarcastic to the Lord. I was like, okay, God, I'm going to obey again, but nothing's going to happen. I mean, that's where my faith was. But over that 18 months, something began to shift inside of me. And over that 18 months, every person that we prayed for that didn't get healed, I really had a sense of my faith growing. And I, I really couldn't explain, I couldn't, it was just something I sensed. And so 18 months later, we're doing a crusade in Littlefield, Texas on a football field. And it's a multi-faith event. I mean, we've got Methodist, we've got Church of Christ, we've got Catholic, we've got Baptist. And so, you know, the easy thing to see was people get saved. And so we give an altar call, people get saved. It's pretty awesome. And the Lord begins to speak to me. I really didn't intend on sharing this this morning, but the Lord really began to speak to me. They, and, and the Lord spoke to me, there's somebody here with back pain. And I was like, Lord, I'm not one of those guys. I was like, is that really what you want me to say? Lord, you know, okay, crowd, there's somebody here with back pain. And so you know, I mean, I'm praying God's, you know, doing work in the altars. It's really cool. We're outside. I mean, it's an awesome event. It's all, God's an awesome thing. But I got this turmoil going inside of me. And so finally, I'm like, I just, I just kind of relent. And so, I mean, I'm literally like this. I'm holding a microphone and I'm like, there's somebody over the back pain. You know, that, that's really the way that I was. And immediately somebody responds. And I'm like, great. That, I was being sarcastic. And so this young man comes forward. We begin to pray for him. He was a young man. He was actually the keyboard player on the worship team. And, and really make a long story short, we begin to pray for him. He, he, the, the, uh, uh, he, from Colombia or Nicaragua or Colombia. And flying to the U.S., he, he wasn't buckled in. They had such bad turbulence. He, he, he flew up out of his seat and the back of his neck hit the top of the plane and jarred him up, and he was in a lot of pain. So we began to pray for him. And guess what? Nothing happened. But something just shifted on the inside of me. I said, we're going to pray again. And I began to pray for him again. And he, I mean, in English, he's saying, heat is hitting my back. And God ends up healing him right there, that outdoor crusade with all these different denominations. And it turned, we saw eight miracles happen that day. It was just amazing. I mean, one kid walked up, you could see the curvature in their spine. He was going into surgery the next week to straighten out the scoliosis. And his dad watched his back straighten out right in front of him. I'm going to tell you, God still does it. He still heals. The Bible says, 1 Corinthians 1.20, For all of God's promises have been filled in Christ with a resounding yes. And through Christ, our amen, which is yes, so be it ascends to the God for his glory. Listen, God still heals. He still does it. Number two is this. 
is that Jesus heals everything. There is nothing that God can't heal. He, there, he can heal everything. We read in Matthew 4, 24, news about him spread all as far as Syria and people again bringing to him all who were sick. Could you imagine in this house, can we just dream a little bit? Can you just dream with me or agree with me that in this house that God begins to do something significant because of our faith bound together and the sick begin, they begin to hear about, hey, if you go to that church, wouldn't you just like to be known as that church? Maybe that needs to be our new tagline, that, we're that church. We're that church that people get healed. We're that church that the demon possessed gets set free. We're, we're that church. Jesus heals everything. Demon possessed, epileptic, paralyzed. It says he healed them all. The broken heart, Jesus can heal that. The broken marriage, Jesus can heal that. The cancer, Jesus can heal that. The congestive heart failure, Jesus can heal that. The rheumatoid arthritis, Jesus can heal that. You need a new shoulder, Jesus can do that. You need a new knee, Jesus can do that. He still does it. Uh, we were preaching in Perryton, Texas one time. We saw God. I got to go there often, and there was this guy. And so this was kind of after the Littlefield. And then we began to see some really awesome things happen. But there was this guy. He was a guitar player on their worship team. I'll never forget it. He was, he was kind of in, I don't, I'm not, I don't get intimidated. Like, I, like, that's super rare. This guy scared me. And so it was kind of like he came with this attitude Kind of like what I was before. It was kind of like, okay. I mean, he pretty much in no certain words. He's like, I'm coming down because I'm, just because you asked us to. I mean, but, but God's not going to do this. You know, and he, I mean, he was a gruff dude. I was like, well, we're going to pray anyway. And so we pray for him. And he, he, he was facing surgery. His shoulder was blown out. And he really had no range of motion. And so I was, was there a Sunday morning, Sunday night. I'll never forget it. And so it's kind of like we pray for him. It was kind of like, I told you it wasn't going to happen. I mean, you know, so we closed out service and I'm like, you know what, God, it's in your hands. He come. And so we're getting ready for the evening service. He's there a little bit early and I'll never, I was sitting right in the front. I was talking to the pastor and I mean, he just come, I mean, I'm like, this guy's fixing to punch me. It's like, he thought about this all afternoon long, how God didn't heal him and he's going to hit me. And that's exactly what I thought. And so this guy, boy, he's coming up the middle aisle, I mean, just with a mission. He's like, I, and then re, just really gruff, I got to tell you something. I'm like, okay. He's like, I laid back in my recliner, and when I woke up from my nap this afternoon, I was, my hands were behind my head like this. And I was like, okay. He said, you don't understand. I can't do this. I'm like, well, you're doing it. He's like, yeah, because God healed me this afternoon. And boy, well, he just started moving his arm and twirling it around. You can even be healed with the wrong attitude. Did you know that? God heals, and he heals everything. Loneliness, Jesus can heal that. There was a lady, we preached in Canyon. It was an elderly lady, and she was in congestive heart failure. We're there on a Sunday morning. The next Monday morning, she's going in to have the heart cath and all, you know, all this whole process. And Monday morning, 
you know, uh, and I was preaching somewhere Sunday night, and we decided to drive home back to Lubbock, and I mean, got in late, late, late Sunday night. So, I mean, I'm kind of sleeping in a little bit Monday morning, but about six o'clock in the morning, the pastor from Canyon calls me. And I'm like, dude, it's six o'clock in the morning. Like, I just got home at two o'clock in the morning, dude. He's like, listen, I got to tell you. He's like, we went in, I went up there to pray for her and to wait for her procedure. They took her back there, and, and they came and got us. And he said the doctor, they were you know, doing their procedure, and he is baffled. I'm like, what happened? He said that he don't know what has happened. It's unexplainable, but she has the heart of a 20-year-old. I mean, think about that. Jesus can do it, y'all. He can do it. I'm not saying this stuff of, of floating our boat. It's Jesus. Jesus can heal everything. Can I tell you another one? Is that okay? Can I tell you another one? I don't even know what time it is right now. I'm going to tell you another one. We got time. I was in New Mexico preaching a youth convention, and uh, the, the DYD there, I mean, and they, their youth conventions are pretty big. It's about 1,000 students. And, and he wanted me to come in because he wanted an emphasis on the Holy Spirit and see students baptized in the Holy Spirit. So that's what we did. And man, we saw students just get, I mean, it was just like free for all. I mean, God was, was an awesome thing. But kind of the end of the altar call, the Lord really speaks to me about a young man in a cast. I'm like, there's somebody, I mean, I couldn't see the lights here and you know, it was dark. I was like, somebody's here and you have a, your elbow's broken, you're in a cast and God wants to heal you. And, and so the worship was kind of playing and so we wait, nobody responds, nobody answers. And so I come back again, I was like, man, I really feel that. I was like, somebody's here, you're in a cast. I mean, this is kind of direct stuff, right? I mean, and then, I mean, I do this like three or four times and then finally I'm like, okay, um, Either God's wrong or I'm wrong. I mean, you know, I, now I'm kind of looking like an idiot. And so I'm like, well, I don't know what to do. And so I just turn the service over. And so I walk over and I walk down to the floor and I come over here. And then there's, there's, just, there's this kid, about a 15-year-old boy, and he's, he's sitting there waiting on me. And I'm like, you know, and so he goes, can I talk to you? I'm like, yeah. He's like, I'm that guy. I'm like, what do you mean I'm that guy? You're that guy. He's like, I'm that guy. I broke my elbow skateboarding. I came in here in a cast. You said that. So me and my friends went out to the bus to cut my cast off because I, I, he's, I really believed it was me. And look at this now. I'm like, why didn't you come up in front of everybody? <laughs> what? I want to tell you, God still does it. I could, I mean, I, oh, man. There was uh I, I, I was at a church and it was an altar call and there was a couple and they're just broken, just broken hearted. And they told me, they said, we're, we've been trying for years to have a baby. We haven't been able to have a baby. And I was like, you know what? God can fix that. God can open your womb. And they had tried everything. They had tried all kinds of means. I'll never forget that moment. And we prayed for them and spoke over them and, and just believed God for them and and many times when we pray for sick people, you know what? Well, anyway, I told him, I was like, okay, you need to go home and do what you got to do to have a baby. <laughs> and I mean, it wasn't, I mean, it was like soon. It just wasn't very much longer. He reaches out to me on social media. He said, hey, I just want you to know that we're pregnant. And they just didn't have one, but they had four. That's what God does. I can tell you of a pastor's wife that some of you know. 
And she was, the doctors and her family really discouraged her to ever have another child. They said, if you have another baby, it will kill you. And I, there's so many, I had to ask Angela last night. I was like, I don't, I just remember something good happened. I don't, I don't remember what I said. I don't remember what we prayed, but Angela said, no, you're pretty specific. You looked at her and prayed for her and said, no, I mean, they didn't even know what they were having yet, but that she was going to be healthy. She was going to have a healthy baby and that baby is going to be a boy. They had no idea. And not only did they have that baby boy, they've had another child even since then. God can do it. Don't lose hope. Don't lose faith. Jesus can do it. He can heal. And so that brings me to this one, our last point, is that healing is for you. Healing is for you. You see, sometimes we even hear these stories, and we're like, yeah, that, that's good for them. That was for them. And, but what about me? I've been believing. I've, I've been praying. I've been calling out. I've been, I've, I've been doing everything I know to do. Listen, what God has done for another, he will do for you. I said, what God's, he's no respecter of person. And yeah, sometimes there are practical things. Yeah, we want to, you know, I was thinking earlier as we just celebrated communion. I remember when we were just so many people we've believed for healing for, you know, because of what the blood, what the juice and that bread represent, the body of Jesus, that forgiveness of sin. And is, remember those promises are yes and amen in Jesus. That broken body that he suffered for us, that was to make us whole. And I know many, you know, when they're facing diseases and sicknesses, you know, they, they begin to practice taking communion. Every, I'm going to tell you, I mean, they're out now. If, if that, if you, that you don't have to wait for the second Sunday in a month to celebrate communion. Our communion elements are completely available to you if you want to take some home and celebrate with friends and family if you're believing for something. And if we run out, just let me know and I'll get you some more. But that represents that promise that we have in Jesus. But whatever you're facing, I'm going to guarantee you that someplace, some point, sometime, somewhere in the world, God has healed it. You know why? Because the word tells us that he has. That he's healed every disease and every sickness. So if you're facing something, going through something, you're not going through something that God hasn't ever seen before. And he has enough power for you. I was thinking about Mark chapter 5 I don't, or 10. I don't want to get too deep in this this morning, but it's one of my favorite stories of of someone getting healed, and it's Mark chapter 10, verse 40. It's blind Bartimaeus. And originally, when I was thinking about this sermon, I was kind of going to be my text at the beginning of the sermon, but we read about blind Bartimaeus, and you know, the we see that blind Bartimaeus, he, he heard about Jesus. There's all kinds of things, there's nuances we could draw out and, and, and pick from, but Here's this blind man, and he hears Jesus coming, and he begins to call out. And what did the, what did the crowd do when he called out? He says, shh, be quiet, man. 
I mean, they're, they're, those, those around him were, were trying to hush him. And the scripture says, he called out all the more. Listen, there's a lot of churches, a lot of people in our culture, a lot of society that is saying that God doesn't do it today. He does. Don't let them diminish your faith. Don't let anybody, you know, when you tell somebody something that you're believing God for and they act in some kind of shock, like, really, you think God's going to do that? You know what? Man, is put aside the naysayers. I mean, sometimes you're going to have to travel that road alone and you're going to have to stand up and shout all the more, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Don't let the circumstance quiet your faith. Don't let the naysayer quiet your faith. I'm preaching good this morning and I need a little bit of help. Don't, don't let people determine your end let God determine it. You put yourself in his hands and his power and his promises. I know what doctors may say sometimes, and I believe with all of my heart that God has given us a very smart medical field. And, and I don't think it's a lack of faith to go get treated for something. Listen, if you're sick, go to the doctor. We're not, we're not one of those kind of people. I know there are people that have real issues with that. Listen, to me, it's not a lack of faith to go to the doctor to get diagnosed. Because if there's one thing that Bartimaeus knew, is Bartimaeus knew he was blind. And sometimes we get afraid if we acknowledge the fact that it's some confession of lack of faith. But I'm going to tell you, God is in the business of changing facts. That's who he is. And to try to ignore that you've got some sickness or disease in your body, I don't think, I, 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 I don't think it's some super faith that, I, yeah, I know we don't want to hear those, that cancer. I know that we don't want to hear diabetes. I know that we don't want, but listen, the doctor may say it, but God has the final say. And yes, I believe that God can, I mean, God can heal you through a Z-Pack. <laughs> he can. And you might have to face a surgery. God can do it. Who's given that knowledge? It's the Lord. But I also believe many times when we pray, it's like, Lord, I know that you can use a surgeon's hand, but I know your hand's stronger. Lord, you may use this round of chemo, but I know you're the great physician. And so he called out all the way. And then when Jesus asked him, he said, I mean, I really believe, I, I do, I, I know I'm reading into this, and so you'll have to forgive me, but, you know, he, blind, blind Bartimaeus caught Jesus' attention. I mean, think about it. That, I mean, we're so afraid to acknowledge that, but that was Bartimaeus' identity. And Jesus looks at him and says, what do you want me to do for you? I believe that Bartimaeus could have requested anything. I really do. I really think in that moment, he got the Lord's attention. And I, mean, I mean, the Lord's looking straight at him. And he says, what, what do you want me to do for you? I, 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 mean, I mean, he could have, I, I think he could ask for a million denarii, whatever. 
dollars. And I, I mean, I, I kind of believe that God would have done it for him, that Jesus would have done it for him. I really do. But Bartimaeus was authentic in his need. Do you hear me? I mean, he got real with himself, and he knew. He's like, there, there's no one else that can do this for me. Jesus, I need my sight. And in that moment, we see that Jesus healed him. And so then, you know, that crowd's like, you know, when Jesus turns his attention to him, they're like, oh, Bartimaeus, we're your best friend, you know. They escort him to Jesus. Cheer up. Cheer up, Bartimaeus. Jesus is calling you. Verse 50, Bartimaeus threw aside his coat and jumped up and came to Jesus. Sometimes you have to abandon everything else you've been depending on and say, okay, God, it's just you and me. It's just you and me. Now, Rabbi, the blind man said, I want to see. Jesus said to him, go, your faith has healed you. And immediately the man could see. Jesus still does that. Jesus still heals. Jesus can heal anything. And Jesus can heal you. Would you stand this morning with me? Thanks for tuning in to the Odessa First Assembly podcast. If you've enjoyed today's message, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform so you never miss an episode. You can also follow us on social media for updates and inspirational content throughout the week. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at Odessa First AG. And if you're in the area, we'd love to have you join us in person for our Sunday morning services at 10.30 a.m. You can also catch our live stream on Facebook, YouTube, and Church Online. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time on the Odessa First Assembly Podcast.